You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Wow, Matt. Fellow adventurers, we are now in Trithic, about to undertake the adventure called The Beast of Iron Bank. The Wine Beast, an ancient tower long held in an enchanted sleep, has stirred from its involuntary slumber and again roams the frozen forest and treacherous slopes of Iron Fang Mountain seeking to sate its ferocious appetite for human flesh. An envoy from the mountain village of Frostline has made a long, dangerous journey to Trithic in search of someone willing to combat the fearsome creature. That someone is you. We begin. A brutal midwinter creeps, grips the North Broadlands. While resting from the day's events before the fire and Twithick's illustrious peasant eye, tav- peasant eye Tavern, you overhear someone inquire about your whereabouts to the tavern keep. When you turn around to discover the source of the inquiry, you hold a tall, grey-haired, thin man, wrapped in a fur cloak, making his way unsteadily across the common room floor towards you. The man is shivering almost uncontrollably, and his grey beard is matted with ice and snow. You invite him to sit by the fire. When he is at last recovered enough to speak comfortably, he addresses you earnestly. The man introduces himself as Ibrin, and tells you he has travelled here with great haste from a small village named Frostline that sits a third away up Mount Ironfang on the western frontier of Tosa. He tells you he was instructed to find you at all cost, and as your reputation as an adventurer has extended to places as remote as the mountain village he calls home. 
I must be honest with you, he says. This is no ordinary affair. We seek you. We seek your service, services to combat the menace of a creature we know as the wine beast. And who is this wine beast? I'll explain. The wine beast is the name given to a strange, massive, humanoid creature of unknown origin that once roamed and ruled the slopes of Iron Fang Mountain. Some say the creature was a creation of dark magic, left over from the age of Alderaan, but others believe it to be a rare breed of troll, perhaps the last of its species, whatever its origin. The wine beast invokes terror as few other creatures ever have. The massive, bipedal creature was covered from head to toe in a combination of grey stone scales and thick white fur. Its coal black eye sat just atop a broad, bear-like nose, upon which rested upon a mouth that was full of sharp, jagged teeth that was nearly a foot wide. Long spikes of bone and ice are said to have protruded from the back of the beast, serving as protection from anything foolhardy enough or unlucky enough to find itself entangled with it. It has been said the wine beast possessed the strength of two bears and could run faster than a galloping horse. Having roamed the mountains for centuries, the wine beast was at last defeated when a powerful wizard placed a spell upon its lair, putting the fearsome creature into a deep, perpetual sleep. The mention of the name of this infamous creature greatly piques your interest. The legend of the wine beast is a tale known throughout Tosa, and even some parts beyond. You believe, like everyone else, the creature was still in a slate of magical slumber. The result of a spell placed on its cave almost a century ago by a powerful mage. Abwin tells you that the spell that held the beast fast asleep within its lair has either faded or been broken. Though it is no longer the faint greenish glow animating from its, from its cave near Iron Fang's Peak. The beast roams the woods again, howling in the night, slaughtering game, and it has once again found its taste for human flesh. He says grimly, two of our citizens have gone missing, though I hold out all hope for their safe return. I dare say we shall find their bones in its lair. I beseech you, Sir Crockington, return with, with me to Frostline at once. My council has placed trust in me to find some someone suitably skilled to defeat the menace of the beast. I pray that you will consider my plea. Well, okay. <laughs> Off I go. The journey to Frostline, located a third of the way up Iron Fang Mountain on Tysa's western frontier, is cold and arduous. Before you reach the mountains, Albron is taken ill, likely due to exhaustion from his recent travels, and you leave him behind in the hands of a healer in the village of Falsic before continuing the remainder of the trek on your own. And at last, you arrive in Frostline. You encounter a village in great turmoil. Your arrival in Frostland is met with a great deal of excitement. And the villagers peer out 
their windows, and many move out of their homes to get a first look at the bold adventurer who has braved a dangerous winter's journey to reach a place now firmly in the grip of terror. You are greeted by the village's chief elder, Verzig, who serves as head of the council. When you have answered his inquiry about Ardwim, he nods and leads you through the snowy streets to a squat building of wood and stone that serves as the village meeting house. Thick smoke pours out of the chimney of the meeting house, and you soon find yourself seated at a table within, enjoying a hot meal of roasted game fowl and a mug of thick, earthy wine. Against all hope, Alwyn has succeeded in bringing you here, Sir Crokedon, said Verdwig, his third brow and tired eyes betraying the toll the recent events have taken on him. We are already in our debt, but there is little time to lose, for we have now lost five of our people to the beast. Our mining and woodcutting operations have come to a standstill. There is few willing to venture outside the village, while the wine beast prowls the mountain. Frederick tells you that the century-old spell that kept the wine beast in an enchanted sleep in a cave atop the mountain was inexplicably broken, rousing the creature from slumber and leaving it free to roam the mountain. It so ferociously ruled. Hmm. Did it just wear out or did someone break it? Ooh. We'll see. There's a rather pressing matter, which I was made of well, just prior to your arrival, he says. Seems a group of our more foolhardy frostline folk, led by the woodsman Jerrit, have taken it upon themselves to hunt down and slay the beast. It is obvious they do not comprehend the power of the creature they seek. They will surely find death unless it can be brought to their senses. Six of them, including Jerrit, entered... Entered the forest nearly an hour ago. It may not be too late to retrieve them, Sir Crockerton. I must ask that their safe return be our first order of business. Well, I can use divination to presumably find out if they can be found. Succeeding. You sense the four XP to divination. You sense that a hunt part, hunting party is in grave danger, but that you are not too late to help them if you start into the forest at once. Go into the forest in search of the hunting party. Budwin nods and rises from his seat, meeting you on a shoulder cross. Will you tell him you will go into the forest in search of the hunting party? They, they'll pay heed to you, no doubt, he says as you depart. Tell them they are needed here, defence of the village. Who will be content to leave the monster slaying to those who are well practised in it. You bid Verdrig a farewell and tell him not to worry. Secretly, you hope you'll be able to find the six men before it's too late. For all that you know about the wine beast, Jirrit and his band of men would not stand a chance against it. Following the trail of six men is made easy by the four inches of fresh powder blanketed the ground before dawn. For nearly a mile you dog dog their tracks west into the forest before the trail abruptly turns north. Another mile passes beneath your feet and you enter a region of tall hardwoods broken up by the broader strewn hullocks. 
Not far in amongst the hills, you come upon Jurit and his band of five men, seated around a campfire, laughing and drinking freshly brewed palo from heavy earthenware mugs. Well, at least they're not actively seeking the, seeking the wine beast. As you approach the men and introduce yourself, and almost at once, a sense of, you sense a feeling of relief pass over the group. When you tell Jarrett that he and his men are needed back in Frostland to bolster the village defense, defences, the experienced huntsman nods grimly and instructs the five men with him to douse the fire and prepare for the trek back home. Suppose it was a foolish notion to come out here when we, as we did, he says. You'll have F, you have everything in hand now, Sir Crocus, in our wager. We'll just... A series of angry bellows, followed by a deafening roar, suddenly erupts from the behind the hillock directly north, cutting off Jorok in mid-sentence. The men scramble to their feet, and the master swordsman draws his sword. Jorok tells the men in his party return to Frostlin, and, to a man, they nod in agreement and set out at once for the village. He then turns to you and points in the direction of the hill over which the horrid sounds rose. Quick, let's have, let's have ourselves a look, he says. Side by side with Jared, you mount the hillock, once at its summit. You crouch down and peer at the forest below. A horrific scene greets your eyes. From your vantage point, crouched atop the small hillock, you see the carcasses of two small brown bears sprawled out in the snow below. Their blood, blood turning much of the covered ground a dark red. Despite the fact that you can make out nothing moving in the forest below, your thoughts turn at once to the wine beast. Wine beast is, it is, says Jirrit, as if he's read your thoughts. Strange for it to leave those bears lying about like that, though. As hungry as the beast is, there's usually not a scrap of its prey left to be hound. How does Pinot to eat the bones at times? A sound on your hillside behind you causes you to instinctively turn your head. Your heart skips a beat, and you spring to your feet, jacking Dredd from his prone position as you go. The woodsman's eyes grow wide with fear at the sight of what is advancing upon you up the spine of the hillock. The wine beast! Its mouth is scale and fur-covered torso swaying atop its thickly muscled legs bellows loudly as it continues up the hillside towards you. A dozen tall spikes of ice and bone protrude from the back of the towering creature. Its fur-covered hands are nearly three times the size of your own. Well, more like thirty. And out of the tip of each of its thick fingers extends a broad, black claw. The wine piece pauses almost thirty yards from you and roars, exposing a mouthful of jagged, of sharp, jagged teeth within its gaping maw. The terrifying creature sniffs wildly at the air and bellows once more before resuming its climb. We'll sl slip down the slope towards those bears, says Jurit, his voice trembling, then shoot straight east and losing him in the hills. Don't stand against him here. Sir Kokuzin, on his terms, his death! Without waiting for your response, Jarrett turns and plunges down the back of the hillock, moving as fast as his feet will carry him. You turn your eyes from the fleeing woodsman back to the wild beast. The fearsome creature is now less than ten yards away. So, I can run, shoot, 
or remain where I am and face the approaching creature. I think I'll shoot. Notch now and take aim at the wine beast. You hurriedly draw your arrow and notch an arrow, taking aim at the fearsome creature, picking a number. Bonus of 15, all from archery. Got to get 40 or more to actually hit it. Pick now. 46, success, but only dust. 8, XP to archery. The wine beast bellows in pain as your arrow strikes it dust below its white shoulder. The creature tears the shaft from its flesh, spilling a generous amount of black blood, blood down over the grey scales and white fur of its torso. Despite the wound, the beast continues in your direction, its enraged bellows reaching a deafening volo. Vol volume. Okay, so I can run, fight, run, fight, run, fight, well, obviously fight, always fight! The white beast snarls at his advances, his cold black eyes fixed squarely on you. Well, that's quick. Well, it just saves time. Saves time looking for it. I'll just kill it now. Stabity swipes at you with deadly steel hard claws, but misses. And it misses again. The wine, the wine beast bellows and lunges at you, striking you twice with this massive clawed hand. Shush, shush, no pain, but then it runs. The wine beast has fled from combat. It's not supposed to do that, is it? Hmm. Yeah, well, I guess I'm just that scared. The wine beast bellows painfully and staggers backwards. You leap forward to continue your assault on the fearsome creature. But it turns and flees into the forest, loping along at a pace you cannot possibly match. In less than a minute, the beast has disappeared from sight. You decide to make your way back to the village, following Jowit's trail. You reach the bottom of the hill and follow Jowit's trail as it turns east. Within a few minutes, you catch up with him and find the woodsman leaning against a boulder at the foot of a steep slope, attempting to catch his breath. You and Jared return to Frostline. Frostline, without seeing any further sign of the beast. Upon your return, Jared hurries off to find his band of men, while you make your way to the village meeting house, where an anxious Virig is elated by the news you've made it back safely. Virig listens as you relate to them your details of your encounter with the wine beast, and nods when you finish your account. The beast must be slain, he says. When you have finished speaking, he will continue its wickedness until it reclaims the entire mountain. And there's no telling how far its terror could spread. I only tell you, Sir Croton, that I fear you shall have to confront it in its lair, in its cave on top of Iron Fang. And there's a link for Iron Fang. Iron Fang Mountain. Iron Fang is the name given to a towering mountain on the western border of Tysa. The mountain is part of the Fedorin range and was given its name because of the tall spike of stone and ice that extends into the sky over 100 feet from its summit. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Iron Fang is is famous, is infamous as the mountain where the wine beast roamed. The lair of this dreaded creature is in a cave that's at the summit. Vidoring is silent for a moment and seems lost in thought. At last, he looks directly at you and addresses you in a most serious tone. I cannot possibly ask you to an undertaken endeavour that could so easily mean death, he says grimly. Yet, you were brought here for a reason. It is my duty to the people of Frostmine. and the demands that I do would be forever in your debt, Sir Crokington. Will you accept his mission? Journey to the Cave of the Beast? Of course. Bidwin meets you on a shoulder cross and leads you over to a log building directly across from the meeting house. There you meet a man named Edmar, who bows deeply before you and tells you it's a high honour to meet you. Edmar hands you an elixir of Quebec and wishes you luck on the task ahead. Ah, that's another of the Quebec elixirs. Got quite a few of those now. This cloudy potion was created from the dried leaves of the Quebec plant. Consuming this elixir will, will restore your stamina points total to full and can be used anywhere out of battle, even immediately before battle, even in times when you can't use healing. <laughs> it's very useful. Especially, say, if you're in a situation where all your magic has been drained for reasons. Wish I had a dozen of these to give you, says Verdwing. You and he thank Edmar, who merely shakes his head and again wishes you luck. When you are at last ready to embark on the very dangerous endeavour, Verdwing leads you to the northern edge of Frostline and into the forest. 
were a wide track winding slowly up through the snow-blanketed landscape to the summit of Iron Fang. May the All-Father protect you and see you safely back to us, he says as you start along the path. After covering fifty yards or so, you glance back over your shoulder and behold the stark silhouette of Vidwig set against the snow-draped backdrop of the mountain. You silently hope that you will again pass this way. The climb along the path that winds its way upwards through the frozen forests that cover the spine of Iron Fang is an arduous one. You find yourself stopping more frequently to regather your strength, the further up the mountain you climb, and to desperately resist the urge to just hibernate suddenly in the middle of nowhere. During one of these stops, you are confronted by something quite unexpected. Pick a number from one to a hundred. No modifiers at all. Pick now. 32. Having rested at the edge of a belt of stunted pines, you were just about to resume your trek to the summit, when suddenly a group of mounting goblins looms out of the forest. The four cruel humanoids quickly move to surround you. Their crude crude weapons poised to strike down the seemingly very vulnerable toad. You press your back up against one of the pines and prepare to face the intimidating but not that intimidating band four mounting goblins they strike at you with a way of crude weaponry and are now slain 5 xp you quickly search the remains of the goblins and discover the following just some pretty mediocre equipment and terrible the weapons aren't even worth picking up. Sixteen gold. After taking a moment to rest following the brutal encounter, you once again set off on your trek to the summit. The wind of the journey to the summit of Iron Fang passes without incident, and it is early afternoon when you first lay eyes upon the lair of the Wine Beast. The dark mouth of the cave is set into the base of a sheer tower of rock and ice that extends over 100 feet into the sky and creates the fang for which the mountain is named. You can see nothing moving in or around the cave, but you're certain that you're staring at the entrance of the fearsome creature's abode. After watching the cave mouth for several minutes, you decide to make your way over and into the cave. You realise that sooner or later you will need to confront and engage the beast if you are to fulfil your mission. And you are more keen on confronting the beast in the light of day and on your own terms. You reach the mouth of the cave and step inside. Your light illuminates the interior and the scene that greets your eyes is entirely unexpected. On the floor in the middle of the cave is the bloodied carcass of a large creature. As you move closer, you are stunned to discover it is the carcass of the wild beast. What? what, 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 what? Much of the dead creature's torso has been charred, leading to believe that the beast met a fiery end here in its own lair. More puzzling still is the fact that it appears the beast has been dead for several days, perhaps several weeks. But I, but, but I just, just, just saw it. Saw it. What, what's going on here? Probably a wizard! Because whenever anything doesn't make sense, it's a wizard! <laughs> the wizard that did it! <laughs> You're wondering how this came to be when suddenly 
A voice wings out from behind, startling you. You turn around and behold a man in leather breeches, wrapped in a green cloak, emerging from a shadowy corner of the cave. You're far too late to play the part of the conquering hero, says the dark-haired young man as he bows before you. The beast, as these mounted folk call it, has been dead two long weeks. Oh, well, I'm done. <laughs> no, just, just kidding. <laughs> I've, well, I've got to sort out what's happened. It woke from its hundred-year nap, a pitiful shadow of its former self, scarred and weak. Eh, guess it wasn't a morning monster. Two bolts of flame sent it to the grave. That's one more bolt that it would take for you, I'd wager. A low, pulsing sound comes from the back of the cave, and you turn to see a swirling black portal taking form against the wall. As quickly as it appears, the portal flickers and fades from view. Suddenly, you realise the portal you've just witnessed was a shadow path attempting to open. Oh dear, now this is a lot more serious. I mean... I mean, a monster can do only so much damage, but with a shadow path, you could just... You could get in thousands of monsters. Yes, it's a shadow path, says the young man contemptuously. What a pleasure placed in here, in the lair of the dreaded wine beast, to effect its opening. Who but the foolhardy would choose to venture up this way, when the with the wine beast roaming free on the mountain? A glutter snarl from the mouth of the cave spins your head in that direction. Standing just inside the mouth of the cave is the wine beast. Scarcely able to believe your own eyes, you look from the carcass to the clay floor to the hulking creature standing only a few yards away from you, and incredulously conclude they're identical. The young man laughs and folds his arms across his chest as he takes a step back towards the cave wall. The beast wars begins stalking towards you. Its massive clawed hands raised in anticipation of dealing you a death blow. So, I've got a few options now. Shoot it with a bow. Just fight, hold my ground and engage it normally. Use the power of necromancy, or use the power of telekinesis. Mm -hmm. I'll give telekinesis a shot. I think I probably did necromancy with the other, the first time I recorded this. But if I didn't, sorry for doubling up. <laughs> Attempt to channel it now. 16 XP. Utilising your power of telekinesis. You focus your mental energy on a heavy slab of ice clinging to the ceiling of the cave and cause it to begin vibrating. Seconds later, just as the approaching beast is passing beneath it, the slab breaks free and crushes down on the unsuspecting creature. Crushing it beneath its bulk and killing it instantly. Suddenly, your eyes are drawn to the remains of the dead beast. A shocking change comes over the form of the fallen beast. 
The fur, scales and spikes of bone and ice that cover the torso melt away, revealing the body of a forest troll. It appears this creature, disguised by magic, was the beast that recently played Iron Fang. The young man again emerges from the shadows, but his smooth demeanour has been replaced by a furious scowl, and its hands are now weaved in crimson flame. One beast is as good as the next, steers the young man. And this one made certain no one dared venture up this way, except you. No matter, you're about to enjoy a similar end. Without another word, he thrusts his hands at you, and two bolts of flame streak through the air, hurtling straight for your chest. So, fortification, or get out of the way. Fortification, of course. Succeeded. The bolts of magic flame glance harmlessly off the invisible barrier you've erected. The young young maid cries out in alarm as you leap forward to attack him, determined to put it determined to put an end to him and the wicked business he conducts here. The young maid recoils in terror as you launch your attack. He struggles to defend himself as he tries to unleash a magical attack against you. Green cloaked mage, and I think he's in way over his head. In fact, I think he was in in way over his head the instant he opened a shadow path. But fortunately, I, he doesn't seem to have brought anything through yet, so I just gotta close it. Take this green cloaked mage, whose name I don't know and don't care to know. The maze slashes at you with his dagger and is slain. He's, he is puny. Puny, puny mage. He's uh, quite bookish. <laughs> Perhaps. 2xp. You quickly search through the mage's remains and discover the following. A sturdy dagger. I'll just take that. A generic sturdy dagger. And 51 gold. Make a quick search of the cave and discover nothing of any interest on that value. There was no further sign of the shadow path the dead mage was attempting to open here. And for that, you are relieved. Hmm. Probably wasn't a particularly good shadow path. You probably had to keep pumping magic in it just to get it to work. Confident you thwarted the evil that the young spellcaster brought to craft here. And into the fact the real wine beast is no more. You feel your mission has been a resounding success, and begin at once your trek back to Frostline. Night has long since fallen when you at last stride back to the village of Frostline, but you spy a flickering light from the window of the meeting house and step inside to find Fridring busy poring over a stack of documents and several large texts. His eyes light up when you perform him the success of the mission, and he springs from his seat and meets you in a shot across. Beyond all hope, he cries. Beyond all hope. I must let the other council members know at once. Frostline called for a hero. And a hero indeed we received. News of your triumphant return spreads quickly throughout the village. And amidst the celebration that goes on into the early hours of the morning. You impart the full details of what occurred atop the mountain to Verwing and the other elders. We were then in even graver danger than we thought, says Verwing, upon learning of the mage you encountered, 
and the attempt to open a shadow path. Come with me, Sir Crokeson. There is something I wish for you to have. Beside the meeting house, away from the celebration taking place outside the snowy village, Verdwing hands you a leather scatchel containing three Krepek elixirs. Not much, certainly. Not much for what you just undertook, he says. But it's all I have to offer, and I pray it will keep you in fine health. You graciously accept the trio el- elixirs, bowing respectfully before the village out. Ooh, another three Krepek elixirs. They will come in handy. But the thing is, they're so powerful, I'll probably forget to use them. Because they're, they're, they're in that awkward stage. They're too awesome to use. Because there's a very, very, very limited supply in the game. After, after you've done, after you've done a, a few of the early quests in the game, you cannot get any more, no matter what you do. That's just the way it is. Admittedly, it's sort of, I guess, quick stone heels can f- perform the same function. I mean, as long as you actually get to a battle. But still, very, very powerful. The celebration in Frostline continues to the first light of dawn, after which its hard-working but exhausted citizens return to their daily routine. After a nap, free from the shadow that long hung over their homes, you bid the village, and Verdwing in particular, farewell before setting out on your way. The way out of, on the way out of Frostline, you encounter Arbrun, who is returning home. Having sufficiently recuperated from his fatigue-induced illness, he shakes your head in amazement as you tell him of the excess of your mission. He thanks you and tells you you've earned a place in history of these parts at a second and none. Godspeed and good fortune to you, Sir Crokerton. He calls after you depart. You bid Albrun a final farewell for descending the stony track that leads out of the village. And that is the end of that little adventure. 512 experience to general. And that, that's it. It's done. Just a little mini adventure. Doesn't tie into anything else. Doesn't really require much else. But what are we going to do next? Hmm. Maybe... Hmm, what to do, what to do. Maybe we'll start out. We'll start out with the Proving Grounds. Just Proving Grounds 2, because Proving Grounds 1 has a fatal, as a check, which if you fail, you die, and you, and if you die in a Proving Grounds, you lose ATs, and you don't want to lose ATs. I think, yeah, I think maybe that's next. Proving Grounds 2? Yeah, yeah, okay. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.